Welcome to Accent on Mercy Alumni, brought to you by the Alumni Office at Mercy High School, Farmington Hills, Michigan. I'm your host, Associate Principal Larry Baker. Today's guest on Accent on Mercy Alumni is Sarah Philo, class of 2012. Sarah is currently a first-year PhD student in environmental and occupational hygiene at the School of Public Health at the University of Washington, Seattle, with a research focusing on environmental microbiology. In May of 2018, she graduated from Duke University with a Master of Science in Global Health. As a student at Duke, Sarah had the opportunity to conduct a 10-week international research project in a Malaysian town on the island of Borneo, looking at infectious disease transmission between animals and people. Her first exposure to microbiology and public health was her junior year at Mercy, when she took Mr. Malash's microbiology class, which she cites as a major influence on what she's doing today. In Seattle, Sarah sings with the local cathedral choir and tries to get to the mountains as often as she can. Well, Sarah, my former advisee at Mercy, (laughs) it is uh, wonderful to uh, talk to you again. Yeah, good to talk to you as well. Sarah, um, of course, uh, I've only followed your activities from from a a great distance or a Facebook distance. Uh, Please tell us more about your PhD studies at the University of Washington. They sound really interesting. Yeah, so I'm currently working in an environmental microbiology lab. Um, We primarily do environmental surveillance for a variety of different um, pathogens, but specifically diarrheal diseases. Um, Our lab has been um, helping with some of the polio elimination projects throughout the world um, by collecting different types of environmental samples, primarily sewage samples, um, and looking to see if we can detect polio in places where there's still active transmission. And we're um, currently transitioning to use some of the same techniques to work on environmental surveillance for salmonella typhi, which is also a really big problem and cause of diarrheal disease in a lot of developing places throughout the world. So I'm supporting quite a few of those projects in the lab right now. Wow, that is really impressive. I have to tell you, when I read about your research project on the island of Borneo, (laughs) I just kind of like perked up. I I don't know if it's because I remember hearing Borneo uh, referenced in the uh, Saturday morning cartoons or something back (laughs) when I was a kid, but it sounds like such an exotic place. Please describe the location and uh, uh, say a little little bit about that project. Yeah, so that was for my um, master's at Duke that you mentioned before. Um, I We were in a little town called Cebu, which is in the state of Sarawak, which is along the northern shore of the island of Borneo. And it is um, a Malaysian town. So Malaysia has both like a mainland part on the peninsula and then also on Borneo. And I was working with a team of, excuse me, graduate students at both Duke as well as undergraduate students. And we were doing a variety of projects. Um, My project specifically was looking to um, identify norovirus in children in the hospital there who were sick with diarrheal disease and look for any evidence of um, zoonotic transmission, which is transmission from animals to people of norovirus. So I collected um, basically stool samples from kids sick at the hospital, as well as um, 
poop samples from pigs in a lot of farms in the area. And um, that was just one of a number of projects. So I actually got to go to the hospitals and work with some of the local doctors, um, as well as the pig farms, which was quite an interesting experience, um, getting to be both on a pig farm, but then also on a pig farm in like a totally different setting than anything we would expect here in the U.S. So it was really, really cool experience. Well, you didn't make it sound quite as exotic as I'd had it pictured in my <laughs> imagination, being down there wallowing with the the, the pigs and taking your samples. Yeah. But <laughs> we were definitely in the rainforest. Um, it was there were uh, lots of bugs, um, but the people were awesome. I mean, we had a host family that like really took us in and showed us around and introduced us to all of the local foods. Like I think one of um, my favorite foods, and it was a pretty consensus among the other students there was um, this like, they're basically fiddlehead ferns that you like fry up in soy sauce and salt and deliciousness. So, you know, got to eat a lot of different foods and um, it was a rainforest. So we had like spontaneous thunderstorms in the middle of the afternoon that would just like downpour um, if you were outside, it was just like too bad. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it was that, awesome. It was a really great experience. That it sounds like a fantastic experience. And I said I wouldn't go off script, but I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, where do you see yourself headed uh, with your studies, your research? Where do you see yourself a few years from now? Um, that's sort of a tough question because it's um, both dependent on like job availability and all that. But I'm really interested in um, science education. Cause I think that, um, there's a lot of, especially right now, there's a lot of misunderstanding with, um, the way scientists have been communicating with the public for a really long time. Um, and you know, we see that with people doubting the efficacy of vaccines. Um, so I would just, I'm really interested in sort of finding ways to inspire students, um, either universities or in other capacities to pursue science and to find better ways to communicate with people about why it's important and also like why the results are valid because it's really easy to you know dismiss science because a lot of times it's like with 95% confidence we have this result and people use that often as a mechanism of dismissing the results of science so I'm really um, interested in finding better ways to communicate and to educate people about science and the methods and why we can be pretty sure, even though we're only 95% certain. Um, wow. You've, you've articulated that very that social issue very well, and, and I congratulate you on having that aspiration. So allow me to li- lighten up a little bit for a moment. <laughs> uh, you made uh, Seattle life sound fun. Uh, with the little bit you said about it. Please tell us more about uh, what you enjoy about living uh, out there in Washington. Yeah, um, it's definitely very, it's really far from Michigan, but I'm really pleased with my decision to come out here. Um, Everyone is just, there's a really strong culture here of wanting to be outside and to really experience the city and the surrounding area. most people, I mean, that's a big draw for a lot of people that come to Seattle is to get to spend time in the mountains, either through hiking or skiing or camping. Um, and that's just something that really 
drew me here. Um, I went skiing for the first time this winter, actually, which was awesome. Um, it was way harder than I expected, but I loved it. Um, yeah, so I just, the people here are really great and everyone tries to get out and spend time outside and people will just like, Hey, let's go for a walk. Cause it's nice out. Um, so I, yeah, the, the, just like the general outdoors culture here is really great. Yeah. The ambience sounds, sounds very attractive to anyone yeah. who enjoys being active like you. Um, let me ask you one more question. Mm-hmm. And of course, I, I come back to in some way or shape or form with all of our alumni guests. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Mr. Malash's influence uh, on your course of study. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how else did Mercy impact you? Oh, I think in so many ways. Um, in some more concrete ones, I definitely really strongly benefited from taking the speech classes and being on the forensics team with Mrs. Sill. Um, I think that really helped sort of push me towards like being a confident public speaker and um, being able to have like more concrete, not necessarily arguments, but um, conversations about things. Cause I did the extemporaneous speaking with the speech, the forensics team. So I really had to, you know, fly by the seat of my pants sometimes with just coming up with things and arguments. Um, And then I also think that Mercy did a really good job at instilling a sense of confidence in us as alumni. Um, It's, I just, I feel that I benefited so strongly from being in a school that really pushes female empowerment and women's education. Um, It was just, I think, really helpful. It actually solidifying a lot of those things that like it's important to educate and empower girls and I think Mercy does a really good job at actually doing that and um, pushing girls to learn and to educate themselves and to really see how much they can do Um, so I think it was a really really great education for that oh thank you uh, for those uh, great words about the school Sarah Uh, (laughs) Mercy was lucky to have you uh, when we did, and we're very proud of you and what you're doing uh, as you continue your education. Great. Thank you. The music on Accent on Mercy alumni is performed by concert pianist Julia Siciliano, class of 2001.
Music on Accent on Mercy Alumni is performed by concert pianist Julia Siciliano, class of 2001.